You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I recorded last week's episode before the brutal decisions of the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade and the, of course, horrific gun laws that uh, also allowed open carry in New York. I don't want to get too political because I don't like doing that on this podcast because it's really a place to provide entertainment and take our mind off of daily obstacles that stand in our way. But like, I can't stay quiet either. And I just want to say that like the Supreme Court they aren't protecting their people anymore. It's a difficult time to be in America and most of all, a hard time to be a woman in America. And then of course, you know, this past couple of years, you've seen shootings go up, you know, school shootings, mass shootings, all these things. And now they're making broader gun laws instead of like restricting them or limiting or, or limiting them. It just, it blows my mind. And it's so scary as a young person in America, because they are not only endangering lives, but they're simply turning Americans against each other. And I, I just can't see any good in, in this situation. I just wanted to to come on here and say that really quickly before we turn it over to, to episode 110. Um, because it's real. And this is stuff that it will literally be in history books. Um, and I usually don't come on here to talk about politics and everything like that, but uh, sometimes it's too hard not. It's too hard to stay quiet, and sometimes things need to be addressed and said. And I just wanted to to address that really quickly. So, with that being said, let's turn it over to episode one hundred and ten of Take a Bow. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 110 of Take a Bell. I'm your host, Eli Tokash, and this week we have an incredible guest featuring a very special person that is very dear to me. We have Jordan Deshaun Milton on the podcast today. I'm so excited we talk about Trevor and being in the show together. And then, of course, now that it's on Disney Plus, um, everyone go stream it. It came out Friday. The cast album's out. It's great stuff. So, we were able to talk Trevor and reminisce about that. And then, of course, he's currently in Tina, the Tina Turner musical. Um, so, we talked about that show closing and all the things to get people excited to make sure they go see it within its final weeks. And uh, yeah, we talk about his career and all the things. And then I really hope that you all will stick around towards the end of the episode. We give incredible audition advice that uh, I'm going to continue to abide by and listen to because uh, just hearing someone say that really like reinforces it, that it's not only you that feels this way and that it's just a good technique and it's a good uh, practice to um, really further your craft and further your auditions and hopefully 
help you land a role. So um, stick around for that because it's incredible stuff and uh, you don't want to miss it, especially if you're a performer or you're an actor or someone auditioning and are getting frustrated with why you're not landing roles. I'm the same way right now. So it's not going to be it's not going to be like the answer of why you're not getting roles and stuff, but it's going to hopefully help and help your auditions. So with that being said, let's turn it over to some Broadway news, shall we? Um, Lots going on this week. I want to say, first of all, congratulations and a happy first preview to Into the Woods, which is now open on Broadway for a limited run. You can go see it. It opened June 28th, which was Tuesday uh, of this week. And uh, very exciting stuff. I am praying that I get to go see it. Um, I have no plans for it right now, but hopefully I can get in to see it. They're so expensive, but uh, it's going to be, it's amazing. So if you can go see it, you know, go for it because you don't want to miss this production. I don't want to miss this production. Um, And uh, yeah, and they announced that there's a lottery for it. So I've been entering that all the time that's $50 if you win for a ticket and uh you know sometimes that's uh, better than nothing it's a definitely a discount so um i know it's a little bit expensive still especially for students but uh it's worth a shot uh with that being said happy opening again to into the woods congratulations to all involved very exciting and of course the ones that were in city center to now come to broadway with the show is just so cool i can't imagine what that experience has been like and uh, hopefully we'll get one of them on to talk about it so um moving on covid oh my god our weekly covid thing um we covid is not going away y'all and um with these masks mandates that we talked about last week, it's, it's, I don't even know what to say. Just all of this is happening. Um, just a couple days before the, the masks are going to become optional in the theater, which is crazy. But, uh, once again, we have some COVID interruptions in the Broadway musical theater realm. Uh, we have Sutton Foster, who is going to be out of the Music Man, I believe, until July 5th. I could be wrong on that, um, but I believe they're just going to bring her back next week and let her rest this week. Um, and then, of course, A Beautiful Noise, which currently isn't on Broadway, but it's a show coming to Broadway, so it's all, of course, getting the the coverage and the buzz and everything like that. They are out with COVID until July 5th, so they had a huge COVID outbreak in the cast, also playing in a theater where I believe the masks are optional, so um, they were open for a week, and uh, didn't they already have to shut down for a week, so... They are extending the run, which is great. They're extending the run for a week, making up for the week that's going to be missed due to COVID. Uh, But it's just, it's it's still here, y'all. And uh, we have to be extra careful. Obviously, like I know with Music Man and stuff, like Hugh Jackman just came back with COVID and blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know if that's a factor of Sutton getting it or not. Um, But we still have to be careful, nonetheless. Um, American Buffalo actually announced that they are always going to require uh, a mask coming into the theater for their audience members, um, which is awesome. I didn't realize the shows could make their own kind of, I guess, mask mandate. Um, They can make their own mask mandate, apparently. And I guess they had to get it cleared through AEA and the Broadway League and stuff like that. But 
I believe they are going to have their masks always be required, even following the July 1st kind of lift of the mask uh, when they become optional. So yeah, that's this week's little COVID wrap up, I'm sure, because next week is going to be beyond July 1st. So I'm sure we will have some more COVID updates um, (laughs) next week for you all. Um, I believe it's going to be a weekly thing again. So um, moving on, moving on. We have uh, Take a Bow fam. Ryan McCartan is going to be returning to the Frozen tour, uh, which is just so exciting because if you ever, if you listen to the episode and you listen to Ryan McCartan, what he had to say about just being on the tour and and doing the show on Broadway and then of course getting it sh- shut uh shut down early and then of course going on tour to then getting himself covid in his final week so he couldn't really have his last performance in either either production that he did of the tour and on Broadway so now he gets one third time is a charm he gets one he gets another try um of hopefully uh, getting a real final performance. And I, I just think that's so beautiful and I'm so excited for him. He's so excited. I reached out to him and he was just so sweet and just so happy and excited about it. So thrilled for him. And uh, if, if you know, if you listen to that episode, you know exactly what I mean. Cause you could literally hear it in his voice of how he like, how sad he was, you know, during it. And uh, it, it's real. And I hope that this time he really does get his final performance uh when it's planned and um yeah hopefully no no obstacles that he has to leap through um fun stuff fun stuff happening here um broadway bears raised nearly two million dollars for broadway cares equity fights aids this year yes two million dollars broadway bears is a really cool event and it's one of broadway cares equity fights aids biggest events um that uh help raise money for for their organization and um i think it's so so beautiful what they do every year and the artists that come together um for their night of performance and then of course like the month leading up to their performance of what they do to raise money to help broadway cares meet their goal and raise money for a wonderful wonderful cause and organization thank you for for donating to broadway bears to then of course help broadway cares equity fights aids um these performers on broadway do eight shows a week and then of course on their day off on monday they choose to perform to to raise money for broadway cares equity fights aid so they they do not have a day off they do 17 shows straight for two weeks um which is just nuts uh but that's what they do to to raise money for for broadway cares everyone it's just such a wonderful organization and it's so cool how broadway comes together to to help raise money for it um it's really beautiful so thanks again all of you who contributed to that. Um, We have the Jimmy Awards that happened this past Monday, making its first in-person ceremony in three years. And I must say, it was a hit. Like, these contestants showed up, and these directors and choreographers and everyone just, like, they brought their A-game. I watched it. I live-streamed it. You can still live-stream it, but it's only today. Um, they, they obviously had it open from Monday when it aired, and then, of course, till today, Thursday, June 30th, when this comes out. Uh, so make sure you catch it uh, because it's a, it's a wonderful performance, and the opening number is absolutely sick. So uh, it's like a wonderful mashup of all of the Broadway shows that are on Broadway right now. It's so cool. And then, of course, it's all these high school theater students that, like, 
I mean, nobody really knows, you know, they're not like celebrities or stars or anything like that. But the talent is is of that quality. And it's so cool to see them on a Broadway stage. Um, but before I move on, I want to congratulate the winners actually of the Jimmy Awards. Congratulations to Nicholas Barone and Kendall Becerra, who earned the top prizes of the Jimmys, uh, obviously, which then helps them pay for their college education. So awesome stuff. They get a wonderful scholarship. They get to say that they were Jimmy Award winners. Um, it's awesome. And these Jimmy Awards, I mean, Antonio Cipriano, Andrew Barth Feldman, um, Renee Rapp, all of these people, uh, all these young stars on Broadway that we kind of know um, are are starting at the jimmy awards and kind of get discovered at the jimmy awards so it's wonderful what this this award ceremony does for for young talent and young artists so everyone go check out the jimmy awards if you don't know what it is and huge congratulations to all involved in the jimmy awards just because getting there is just such a feat and accomplishment so congrats um we have a cast announcement we have a cast announcement uh, a new show coming to Broadway is Tom Stoppard's Leopoldstadt, which the cast is including a Take a Bow family member, which is so excited. And it's none other than two-time Take a Bow guest. Anthony Rosenthal is going to be returning to Broadway in the show with Casey Levi, Brandon Uranowitz, and more. Um, it's awesome because this cast was announced and 23 cast members of 38 cast members will be making their Broadway debut. So that's way over half of the cast making their Broadway debut. So very exciting stuff. There's a lot of kids in it. There's a lot of adults in it. It's very cool. It's going to be awesome. Uh, so everyone keep your eye out on that. It's going to be at the Long Acre Theater. And uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. And huge congrats to Anthony Rosenthal. I'm so excited for him. He told me actually, uh, it wasn't at Take About Live, but it was a couple weeks later. And I, I was taking everything in me not to like yell it on this podcast. So I'm so glad that it was announced and now that we're able to talk about it. And then of course, I guess we're going to have to make it a three-time appearance because uh I need to talk to him about the show. So very exciting stuff. We're going to see our favorite newsies on Broadway once again. Um all right. And uh that kind of wraps up this week's Broadway news, I guess. Um I do have a very very special announcement coming after this episode because it's going to be our broadway con guest i can finally announce it because i saw that broadway con posted it on their website very exciting so stay tuned till after the episode to find out who our broadway con guest is going to be and who's going to be recording live for all of you to come watch and join us in the fun and maybe even ask the guest a question so stay tuned for that so with all of that being said let's turn it over to this week's interview Jordan Deshaun Milton, curtain up. Okay, so this week we have yet another name, a voice, and a beautiful talent that we will be seeing on Broadway for years to come. You may know this performer from originating the role of Jack in Trevor the Musical. Uh, you may know him from A Bronx Tale or even originating the role of Ronnie in Tina the Musical. Uh, that you must, by the way, you must go see it because you only have seven weeks left to do so. So everyone, welcome to Take a Bow. Jordan Deshaun Milton. 
<laughs> What's up, everybody? Hello. Oh, my gosh. This has been a long time in the making, and I'm so yeah, excited yeah. that this is happening. And yeah. uh, we're doing it in such a timely, uh, I guess, like a great time to do it because with all the news of, you know, Tina closing and then, of course, yeah. Trevor just came out on Disney Plus. Obviously, it's the off-Broadway uh, version and it's not us, but we have right. lots to talk about. <laughs> so the way I usually like to start all of these episodes is asking people, you know, how they got into this crazy world that we live in now in this crazy industry oh and what inspired you to tell stories. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, <laughs> I love to tell this story actually. So I didn't want to do theater. I knew I could sing, uh-huh. um, but that's like all I knew. I knew, I didn't know if I knew how to dance or mm. act. I, I could sing and play the piano, but I actually wanted to run track. Really? Because, yeah. My, one of my older brothers was into sports his entire life. So like, I was like, oh, I like track. I like to race. So I think I'm going to do that. And then randomly my mom, somebody told her, they were like, oh, you should put him in a performing arts summer program. And literally we, the first show I did was Schoolhouse Rock Live and <laughs> Afterwards, I literally told my mom on the way home, I was like, I want to do that for the rest of my life. Oh, Yeah. And so I've just been, I, have, I think I was, she likes to say I was seven. I think I was 10, but she might know more than I do. Oh my gosh. But, right. I've been loving this thing since I was a kid. And this was in Chicago, like the Chicago, Illinois uh, area? I, we met in Chicago because I lived in Chicago right. after graduating for like, four years, but I'm actually from Houston, Texas. Oh, wait, what? How did I not know that? Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. So when was like the first musical that you saw? Like, did you go to theater in Texas or anything? Yeah. Uh, we saw The Lion King, the tour. Okay. At Theater Under the Stars. Mm -hmm. Amazing. That was the first big one that I ever remember seeing. That's a good one to remember because I'll never forget Lion King, seeing it for the first time. It's so beautiful. Oh, my God. It's iconic. And uh, the way that they just do everything, is it's so cool. I've always said that, like, I wanted to be in Lion King, but, like, that's not going to happen. So it's all good. I've gotten over it. Like, you know, you could play Scar or Zazu. Maybe. Oh, my God. Period. I'm so down. It would be so yeah. fun. Just literally just, like, it's one of those things where like what we do is yes we play and everything like that but we really just want to make people feel good and escape and give them a reason to like be happy and laugh and do all the things and make them feel yeah and and it's crazy like every time you go see lion king it's either someone's first musical or it's someone is is experiencing these emotions for the first time and you see people yeah. laughing, smiling. It's literally every emotion. It's literally like the perfect musical. Yeah. And obviously, it's been running forever, but um, yeah. <laughs> rightfully so, you know. Um, but yeah, it's just amazing. So great one to see first. Um, once again, so you you and I met in, during Trevor. Is that like the first professional theater show that you kind of did what is what was your first one that you which was the no, first professional show no actually um that was I was like really getting my feet in the water when I did Trevor I, mm. I was living yeah that because I moved I moved to New York maybe a few months after we had finished I, yeah Trevor. right yeah so I was working in I was working in Chicago for 
three years professionally um, before you and I met. Mm-hmm. But my first, my first, pro- my first professional show was in Houston um, at the Ensemble Theater. Wow. Yeah. So was Trevor mm-hmm. your first time originating a role? Uh, yes. It actually. was. Okay. Yeah. So what was that experience like for you in, in finding uh, all of that? It was an absolute dream come true, honestly. Yeah. That's, I think, I think, so when you're wanting to do this, you're like, oh, I want to make it to Broadway. I want to be in a Broadway show. And, mm-hmm. but like something so delicious and so warm about creating a role. So when I, when I got the invitation, the appointment to do it, I was like, oh, this is cool. I would be able to, if I booked it, I'd be able to create something like right. it was my name on it, you know? And then when I booked it, I was like, wow, <laughs> I want to create a whole person. Right. You know, I'm allow myself to come, become in, to come this person and nobody else has touched it before, mm-hmm. like in front of an audience. Um, it was, yeah, it's a dream come true. It still is. I think about Trevor all the time, you know, and that whole experience and creating such a wonderful piece of work, man, of art. Yeah. I mean, you could tell, I, I always say, like, one of my favorite memories about you is, like, just the devotion that you put to Trevor and just, like, working yeah. in the room with you, especially, like, a lot of my scenes were with the kids, obviously, yeah. and, like, it was great and all, but it really felt like playtime. Like, it really didn't feel yeah. like I I was getting into the work and into, into the story and everything. I was kind of just, like, singing with friends. But, like, yeah. the second I had a scene with you or Celicia like just the way that you two carried yourself and the way that you two looked at the work and how much it meant to you. It was like, it was a wake up for me. And it was like such a change of pace that like a great reminder of like, okay, I really need to to focus and get it into this character and into this story. Well, it's funny that you say that because I and Celicia could, we could talk about it all night long. <laughs> wow. You guys, you guys actually set the bar for all of the adults in the show. Like y'all were, yeah, you guys were so prepared and so open to just doing the thing. You know, I think when we're in a show full of adults, everybody is just like, last days are cool or whatever. Like the work will be done because we care about the piece. But there was this, this vulnerability that you guys shared with everyone in the room that was so infectious. And I was like, man, I'm going to approach my work as a professional, but also a, like a child, like, cause you guys work, you're not kids anymore. You, that's crazy. <laughs> um, I don't want to talk like, about it. <laughs> approaching the work like a child and allowing myself to be open. And I have it very bad. I love, I am a perfectionist mm. and sometimes it's in the way, you know, but doing the show with you guys and with you, that scene specifically is just like, oh, I can just be open to literally everything that he's given me and and be okay, yeah. you know? And yeah, it was it was so great. It was so great. Didn't, do you remember, I believe it was you. Did you sneeze one day during our scene? Probably. I probably I think, did it all. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you sneezed one day during our scene. And I said, I said, bless you. That was not in the script. Oh my script. God. <laughs> and I was like, bless you. And it was, you know, it's moments like that. It just make I'm like, wow, yeah, you guys are great. You're great. That's so cute. But no, it's the the sense that we had in the room, like the the character in the room was just 
unbelievable. And that was without a doubt, like the leaders for sure of Mark Bruni, Josh Prince, all of those people, they really set the bar and we kind of okay. just like followed along and, and everyone in our room, like we just loved each other and we supported each other. And even if we yeah. weren't in a scene, we went to rehearsal like four hours in advance just to watch each yeah. other. Exactly. I would tell, I would tell Mark that I would ask him all the time. Like, I know I'm not called until much later, but like, do you mind if I just sit in and watch? He's like, yes. I sat in on a dance rehearsal when you yeah. guys are learning two. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. I, yeah. I wanted to be present for it because it was just, it was so beautiful. It, it was so was, cool. The whole, the whole thing, and 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 a lot of it was because of the work that we were doing and, and the yeah. beautiful story that was created. And now I'm so excited that it's now on Disney plus and it, it's, a, I know, it's absolutely crazy to think about, right? Um, your brain needs support and new Ollie brainy chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine and caffeine. Brainy chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But I'm so excited because more people are going to be able to, to watch yeah. this story and, and learn about, you know, the story of Trevor and people experiencing the issues of, you know, anti LGBTQ and all of that kind of things and bullying right. and all of it. Like there's not one person that's not going to relate to this story, you know? Absolutely. And, and I, I think that's, what's beautiful about it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, well, I'm curious because as it was your first time uh, creating a role, you then went on a couple years later to to create the role of Ronnie and Tina, the musical, yeah. uh, which is what you're currently in right now. Um, yeah. Was it? Were you able to kind of look back on that experience and be like, okay, I created this and I, I went through this process and maybe this worked, maybe this didn't. Was there anything that you kind of took from from doing that before? Um. So, yes and no. Mm-hmm. Oh, because Tina had already, even I created the role here in the States, but Tina had already been done on the West End. Right. So they kind of are learning the show. They kind of already had in their head who these people were. Mm. So while there was a little bit, I think I actually got to play more with my role post pandemic. Oh. um, In rehearsals then, because I think we had an idea of who, all of these people were. Um, but I remember sitting down with my director and being like, yeah, so I thought, you know, pre-pandemic that this is what the role was, this is who this kid is, but I think he's actually this. And it was like age and, you know, how he responds to Tina, how he responds to his brother in the show. Um, I had a lot more flexibility, a lot more space to do that, this go round. And I think the first round, I think the first round we were just 
trying to learn the show and get ready for tech. You right. Know, there wasn't there. I mean, there was conversation, but not as much conversation as we, I feel like one would have at the start of a show right. of for a role. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's real. Like four months or four weeks in in creating a whole two and a half hour show. People think right. it's a long time, but it's no. not. <laughs> it's not enough. That's not enough time at all. Right. So I can't imagine what that whole, I mean, I can't imagine what the whole thing is. And then, of course, COVID hits and then you're doing it kind of again. Uh, but right. it's kind of beautiful as an actor to be able to go through that process again and have that much time off of learning about yourself and who you are as both a person and a performer. Exactly. One of my cast members during the pandemic, she and I were talking and she was, when we found out that the show was coming back, she was just like, this is crazy because we don't get, we don't get second chances, Mm. you know, in the industry with shows and we're getting a second chance to like, completely redo our show like it's the same show obviously sure but we get to differently um and it's there's so much there's so much excitement in that you yeah. know to know like we can change it up a little bit and what we felt didn't worked we can keep what didn't work we can change it you know mm-hmm. yeah. well i'm curious because obviously like there's there's always going to be some crazy things going on it's live theater right But with your show, it's so special because it's, for those of you who don't know, I'm sure you do know, Tina the Musical is obviously Tina the the Tina Turner the Musical. Um, Oh my God, mouth, tongue twister. Um, But with such an icon of like the music industry, is there ever any like crazy thing that happens with audience members where they're like getting up and like singing and dancing? Every single show. Oh my God something happening and we have this big mega mix at the end of the show mm-hmm. so everybody's just on their feet losing their heads but my favorite are the people like the hardcore tina fans who know every song in her <laughs> rep you know what i'm saying so we're at the top of the show and people are already on fire singing along with us oh my god it's so great just the other day there was a little girl in the audience she was maybe four rows back center center um center audience and she Every song, she was just had her hands up, dancing, screaming so loud. She was so excited. And I was like, this is great. I love to do this for you. You right. know, you are having the best time ever. It was the last show of the week. And I think we oh. started the show like with that amount. Like, oh, it's the last show. We might be a little tired. But as soon as we saw her, like all of that shifted. Stop. All that. We gave, yeah, it, it was for her. We yeah. Gave her yeah. But people are always losing it. Oh, I can't imagine. Are there people like dressing up? Yes. Like Tina? Oh my God. There was this one guy, he had a shirt that said, this is my 12th time seeing the show. (laughs) Shut up. That's everything. Yeah. They come in with fans, with Tina Turner. Some people come in with wigs. Some of the girls come in with like their sequin dresses. Oh my God. They are, they're ready to party. That is everything. Yeah. Seriously. You know, it's interesting. I don't usually like the whole like jukebox musicals, but yeah, the, ju- but the jukebox musicals like that are on Broadway right now between Tina and MJ, like they yeah. came to play. Like they're like next level stuff. Yeah. How I think, Yeah, go for it. I think my favorite jukeboxes are 
beautiful Tina and MJ. I did. I've never seen Jersey Boys. I know it was great. Yeah. But those, I'm I'm with you. I'm not a huge fan of jukebox musicals, but yeah, ones are they're pretty solid. Yeah, and it's crazy that they're like all right now. You know, like all on Broadway right now. Yeah. Um, I'm curious because you mentioned this little girl in the audience and everything, and I think that that's I'm obviously familiar about the Fontaine Theater. That's where I did Finding Neverland. Um, right. So I love that theater, and it's so true that it's one of the few theaters where I really feel like you can almost see the whole audience in yeah. a weird way. Like you can yeah. see deep back. Um, yeah. it, 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 it's such a beautiful theater, the way it's just structured both on stage, in the audience, off stage. Yeah. Do you have like a favorite part of the theater? Do I have a favorite part of the theater? Or like a favorite theater that you've performed in? Um, so my favorite, I'll start with my favorite okay. part of the theater. I think my favorite part of the theater is the one of the quick change areas <laughs> on stage, the hallway, stage left where the okay. hallway is. Yes, that that hallway leading up into the quick change area is. I just love it. The, the hallway specifically, it has like all of these different posters from previous shows. Yep, and I'm like, that is awesome. Like so much history is in this building. We think, you know, these theaters have been around for years, like right. well before I was born, before, you know. So to know who was playing in these, like Carol Channing and James Earl Jones and Cicely Tyson, like all of these people playing in this space before me, you right. know, I get on the same stage as them. I'm just, it's just, ah, it's mind blowing. It's, it's also just very much humbling as well. Like I'm here, you know, I'm, also one of these people who are going right. to be remembered performing on this stage, you know? Mm. Yeah. Cause yeah. your name's going to be in that hallway too, you know? Yeah, <laughs> For sure. It's amazing. Crazy. Um, I don't, do I have a favorite theater? I don't. Yeah. I, I'm curious to see this because you've performed in some crazy theaters in the, in the thrust and the round and, and on like a Broadway stage. Yeah. Uh, I think, so I think, I think ART mm. in Boston, in Cambridge, I like their space. Really? I like, yeah, it's, it's, I think I like their space because I enjoyed the show so much. Oh. Um, so how they, how they set up the theater for our show was just really, I mean, it was just a, a blank canvas. It was an empty stage the entire mm -hmm. time. Um, but that's talk about being able to see the entire audience. Like, you know, their, their house isn't huge, but I could see literally every single person. If I was just staying on stage by myself, I could scan and see every single person. And I loved, I loved being on that stage for sure. For really? some reason. Was, yeah. Some reason I really loved being on that stage. Oh my gosh. ART. I would have never guessed that. Yeah. I, it's, it's simple, you know, it's yeah. not this grandiose beautiful house you know it's just a simple straightforward i think yeah i was very attracted to that yeah it's so yeah. interesting because it's like there's like tears i feel like uh, of theaters and stages and everything and like yeah. i feel like right under like broadway and lincoln center and and all of these like carnegie halls and all of that like yeah. one of those theaters that you always 
that performers just always gravitate towards and think about is that ART space. And so it's interesting that you say that. Yeah, they know how to conform, make their space do what it's supposed to do Hmm. for a show. Fascinating. Just like a theater in Boston. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I'm curious because... I want to talk to you about when you made your Broadway debut. I mean, I know we're like all over the place now that we talked about Tina and Trevor and everything. But yeah, I mean, you made your Broadway debut in Bronx, A Bronx Tale. You literally yeah. moved like, so, okay, I can't imagine. Take me through this whirlwind of like the cute couple months because you moved to New York, made your Broadway debut, then like closed the show a couple months later. It was, it was wild. Yeah. <laughs> like, even thinking about it now, how everything just lined up. I, we did Trevor. Mm-hmm. I had Mary Sugarman at opening. And um, she told, she told John Ambrosino that she had a project for me. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was. But I remember him telling me like, she wants you to go to New York for a project. But I told her she can't have you because you have to stay with Trevor. And I'm like, I want to stay with Trevor. Right. Um, and so then I heard nothing else. And then I had booked um, the Drury Lane Theater, Oak Brook, in Chicago. Right. was doing a production of Joseph. And I was in that. I was scheduled to do it. But then Mary Sugarman sent an email to my agents and saying that they wanted, I had an appointment for a Bronx Tale and it was for an immediate hire. Wow. And so I was like, am I about to book a ticket? And I looked up tickets. I wasn't sure. I looked up tickets. I got a ticket for like $150 round trip. Oh my God. And I was like, that is so cheap. Yeah. So I bought a ticket and I went and I did the audition and I did the callback and the final callback. And it was great. I was with Celicia. I went with her to the beautiful holiday party and I spent the night with her and we just sat up all night and she looked at me. She already knew. She Uh told me. Before, because I had planned on moving to New York March of 2018 already. And she had told me before we left for, before she went back to New York, she was like, you're going to be in New York in January. I just want you to know that. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, hold your horses. I'm not trying to move so soon, you know. Right. Sure enough, literally the day after I got back from New York, I got a call from my agent telling me that I had booked a Bronx Tale. Wow. And they were, I was going to be starting in January of 2018. Oh, Literally, Felicia said. And so it was, so many things were going through my head. I was like, I'm about to be on Broadway. Like, my dream is coming true. I have to move. My lease isn't up yet. I still have my car here. <laughs> I don't know. I have literally, basically like a month and a half to pick all of my things up and move. I have to find a place to live in the city. Like right. all of these things. It was, while it was so exciting, it was also very stressful because mm-hmm. I didn't know, I didn't know what to do. So I ended up selling my car, which I'm a little sad that I ended up wow. doing. But I sold my car. I picked up all of my stuff and I found when, okay, this is going <laughs> to sound weird and crazy. Uh-huh. I my apartment off of Craigslist. Uh-huh. And I moved in with two strangers. No. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was weird. But it, it turned out to be great because they weren't oh. crazy or anything. And they were also very much supportive of me moving in at the time that I moved in. But yeah, 
a Craigslist move-in. <laughs> That's what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. You know, I had literally everybody that I knew, you know, they had roommates and they were like, right. oh, you, you're about to be here. You can't sleep on the couch for forever. And I didn't want to do that either. Right. So I'm very, so yeah. Anyway, I, it took me a month and a half to figure out all my stuff packed up and I came here and I've been here since January, 2018. Insane. It, it really <laughs> is like Broadway can change your life. You know, no. <laughs> we used to, we used to play around during Trevor mm-hmm. saying, Broadway called. Yeah. Because I was always on the phone. Yeah. And they would be, Jordan, is that Broadway? Is Broadway calling? And literally, Broadway called me. <laughs> right. Oh my Broadway God. And it's crazy how everything kind of like worked out for you. Like the cheap flight, you know, the way that everything was just, it all lined up like it was meant to be. And it totally was, you know? Yeah. It totally it was. was. And now you're here, and now Broadway's kept you because now you're in Tina, you know? <laughs> like, they just keep calling. So, like, yeah, I'm like, like keep calling me as yeah. long as you want. Come on. <laughs> Don't be shy. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm extremely grateful, man, because it, you know, it doesn't happen for everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. And every day, every day that I go to the show, um, I'm reminded of, like, man, so many people have dreamed of doing what I'm doing right now. I'm on. Broadway show number two and people have lived in the city for years and still haven't been on Broadway. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's, I'm very fortunate, very grateful to be doing what I love every single day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's awesome. It's it's totally like right place, right time. There's a lot of luck and there's a lot of, there's so much that goes into, to this industry and getting and having success in the industry, I guess you could say. Because, um, you know, like like you said, like, if Trevor doesn't happen, like, who knows? Like, what then? Exactly. You know, and, and it was crazy because we we all knew that both you and Celicia were destined for Broadway. I mean, you y'all, you both were stars. Um, Celicia had already done the tour of Beautiful and everything. Yeah. You know, like, we both, we all knew that, like, you two were going to be the stars, you know? Like, seriously. And um, sure enough, like during the run you both kind of found out that Celicia found out she was going to be in beautiful like the week after yeah. it closed you know <laughs> like after Trevor closed so it's just crazy it's crazy what this show has done for for our lives and and just like being a part of it and the people that it's brought into our lives it's just been yeah. so beautiful seriously absolutely yeah and I feel like that's why it was so special and it always like has this special place in my heart you know Oh, for sure. I have our I have our entire company photos sitting in my dressing room right now. Do you really? Absolutely. Oh my god! Stop it. That's so cute. It is sitting on my dressing room station as we speak. Yeah. Oh, I'm. That's stop it. Stop it. I'm gonna cry. I'm literally gonna cry. It's so cute. Um, I know. Just like seeing all this stuff with Trevor. I haven't. I like. I haven't even watched it on Disney Plus yet because like I haven't even like. I feel like I need to like actually like emotionally prepare myself. And I saw it when it was like off Broadway and everything, but like, you know, it's just like one of those things where it's just like, there's something in your life that, that just brought you endless friendships and, and just amazing opportunities. And it's just like, it comes back in and out and it's just like, it's, it's so much, you know, and so it It is. 
yeah it holds a special place um anyways so i I would say i did listen to i because can't wait is one of my favorite songs oh my god i listened to it the other day on the way to the city and that was that's the only song that i've listened to on the on the soundtrack (laughs) it's like the only one that didn't change like all the other ones like kind of change it's crazy different yeah yeah it's awesome though like you you, the song that jack sang is like totally different one of these days like the reprise yeah it's crazy um but it's so cool to like be a part of a show and to see these changes and to see how the show grew and kind of grew up in a way because the trevor that you see right now is is definitely a grown-up version from writers because oh it was my god you are you're taller than me i i know you're taller than me oh my god stop it no i don't even mean it in that way i mean like the language in the show oh, has got grown it, got it, got it, got it. the story <laughs> i thought you were talking about you yourself i'm like no yeah you're grown <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. i mean i don't know <laughs> again i don't want to talk about it i miss the voice you know um <laughs> it was just fun to like sing any possible thing but now sorry um anyways that's a whole nother conversation so <laughs> so so your broadway debut right in bronx tale i mean you were a swing right you were hired as a swing i was so, hired as a big swing so, and then you joined the show in January, right? Mm-hmm. And then it closed like soon after, right? Yeah. So I did the show in January for like three weeks. Mm-hmm. And the guy who I was covering his vacation, he came back. So I was out of the okay. show until May. Mm-hmm. And I did the show one more time for one week. And then Wait. i that's when I booked the show at ART. Mm-hmm. And then while I, I think, yeah, while I was in rehearsals for that show is when I found out that a Bronx Hill was going to be closing oh August. God. I think it closed August that year. Insane. So yeah. when you're like, when you're hired as a swing and you're with the show f- for the short stint, how many tracks were you able to learn? So I, I was only, I was only learning. I only learned two tracks. Oh, okay. Which wow. is, which is great. Yeah. Because for they kind of they were both in the same scenes mm-hmm. so and the song the song that they sang together was just i sang the entire song by myself in my audition for the show oh. so i to the process all i needed was just the choreography and the blocking i knew all oh. the lines the lyrics to the songs so it was great yeah um but yeah i had only learned i only needed to learn the two tracks that's for fascinating that because yeah. like swings man they are heroes i don't know he rose right you're in that category though you have a swing oh, I, know, but I you know i i have a, I think i was i lucked up with that swinging that show yeah. i don't think i could swing another show really? and more than two tracks i would <laughs> lose my foot. yeah i can't imagine well i mean yeah. not that i mean not that you're swinging right now, but you are. You know two tracks in Tina. I do know two tracks. In, I know my own track, and then I understudy one of the other roles in the show. Yeah, right. With Raymond, who you're understudying, uh, Anthony Wayne, and I absolutely love him. He's such yeah. a king. Um, so I want to ask you, like, when you go on for Raymond, right? And someone else is in your Ronnie role, like the role that you created on Broadway. Like, what is that like? Like seeing someone else doing your stuff? Um, honestly, 
I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever really thought about it or yeah. like, yeah, I think because I'm solely focused on the Raymond track because right. it is, it's so much more than what I do already. Mm. I think, yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever just been like, oh, that's, that's my track. Yeah. I, I will say there are moments, Raymond and Ronnie, uh, when they're doing their ensemble stuff, are kind of in the same area. Mm. Like one of the numbers and one of the dance numbers, <laughs> I, Ronnie, am right in front of Raymond doing the exact same choreography. Uh-huh. And so when I go on for Raymond, I get jumbled up because I'm just like, <laughs> I, I'm doing the same thing, but I'm like, in a different spot it's it's it right. gets weird sometimes mind gets, pretzel yeah for, for real sure. that's hilarious okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And yeah, yeah, like that, I feel like that's even more like impressive i guess from like doing what swings do because like i mean swings are so impressive and everything but you know they have the time off to kind of okay who am i now like they don't they're not on every night where it's like in their body the way that someone's performing every night is and so like all of a sudden you're doing eight shows a week and then all of a sudden you're like oh i'm i'm someone else for just like a show or a couple of shows you know or for a week or whatever it may be um it's crazy i I just it's fascinating to to talk about because i had a similar experience in neverland where i was doing like all four roles and i was just like who am i today but like it it never was like in my body because you would always be alternating so it's just it's fascinating but it's cool to cool to talk about that and because people don't realize that you know like people no. that go see the show it was fascinating i had a conversation the other day and it was like the best piece of advice that i had ever seen as an actor and it was brad oscar who said this was mm-hmm. um the audience doesn't know so what the audience sees is what they're going to make out as yeah. it's supposed to happen even yeah. if something like breaks on the stage they think right. that's supposed to happen you know like yeah. they don't know they're just going to make sense out of it exactly so, so like talking to performers and talking about their experiences and what they do in the show, it's just like so so fascinating because like it's just not talked about, you know, and it's not thought about. Yeah. But it's so cool that you do that. Um, what What's your favorite show part about like opening a show? Like with Tina, you know, you obviously were able to originate a role, but then you had all these fun events that come with it, like the opening night and all the press that you got to do with it, like the Tony yeah. Awards and the Macy's Parade and all that kind of stuff and then cast recording and all that. Like what was your favorite part of that? Man, I think I, I you're absolutely right. Being a part of an original Broadway company 
it's so exciting because you get to do all of that mm-hmm. fun stuff. And I had never, before getting to New York, I had never done any of that, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so I, we did, uh, there was a there was one one of our first big press events. We went to Saks Fifth Avenue and they have this rooftop terrace bar area where we just did a some promoting the show, you know, so we could get some money in. Sure. And um, it was just meeting meeting the producers and meeting all of these other other artists and other people at Saks Fifth Avenue. And I had never been <laughs> I had never oh, been yeah. to the rooftop bar. <laughs> area before it but it was just so great adrian performed oh, and um your queen she's so talented uh, oh my god a, <laughs> she's great uh-huh. crazy girl love her um yeah so i think that was that first big thing was one of my favorites because it's also yeah. we were dead in the middle of rehearsals right and everybody was so tired but this was one of the first things that we were all able to go to and just like chill and just like really get to know each other some more outside of the rehearsal space right uh, and everybody put on a, a cute outfit hey come on zax <laughs> it was one of my first i think it was the the one that really made me just be like man i am so happy to be with this group of people because right. they're so fun mm. they're so fun i yeah. love that it's yeah. cool. It, yeah, like going to those things, like, I don't know, like you literally run off of adrenaline because you mentioned yeah. like you're in rehearsals, then you go to tech and then you have to do, the, then you open the show and then you got to do all kind of press the opening night and then you got to do the press to advertise the show. And then you got to yeah. do all these like special performances. Like talk about more of like the whole, oh, oh my God, I, I'm tired and we're opening a show and I got to give my all eight times a week in six days. We 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 were doing um, Good Morning America. And yeah. we, did, we did Good Morning America. Was it the day before opening or was it opening? <laughs> no. I I'm can't. I up at like 4 a.m. No, no, no. That's exactly what it, that's yeah, exactly no, what it is. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> it's terrifying. I think it was us the day before opening having to do Good Morning America, then to do a preview that night. We have rehearsal also. Rehearsal, Good Morning America, pre rehearsal, preview, the next day was opening. Stop it. Yeah. And I that entire week, we all were like, we were so excited, but we were like, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. This is insane. We are so tired and we are being beat to the bone. Right. Right before our opening night. And poor Adrian, she she had so many freaking injuries going on that 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 week. And we were all just like, oh, we gotta make it. <laughs> so we were exhausted. We were exhausted. Yeah. Um, but it was, I think our adrenaline was just like on 1000 yeah know, we were so excited to just do it man we have been working for so long and our show is fun it's a fun show and we are in a company i love to tell everybody this my especially the original original broadway company mm-hmm. is a company full of absolute stars like every single person is a star every yeah. single one and 
I've, I just, being surrounded by that much talent, those many gifts, I was just like, whew, overwhelmed, you know, because mm-hmm. it was just, everybody showed up, everybody, every single person showed up. So I think all of that and that adrenaline preparing us that for all of it was just so great, so great, so exhausting, so yeah. exhausting. I can't yeah. imagine. It's it's crazy time. It's a crazy time. Yeah. I've never opened a show, but like from what people say, it's like I don't know how that works. Like I like physically, like just talking about it, that doesn't sound like it's humanly possible, but somehow yeah. y'all find a way. And it's amazing. Yeah. And we had to I mean, because you know, we were shut down right before the Tonys in twenty twenty. Right. So we had to do all of that all over again in preparation. For the Tonys, right, twenty twenty one, and I was just like, by this time, my body had been out of the show for so long. I was just like, "Whoo, my goodness, I'm tired all over again." But my adrenaline, my adrenaline isn't kicking in yet. Oh right, <laughs> you know, right. kicking in. I'm like, well, I'm come on, <laughs> still on pandemic mode. No, truly, truly, truly. <laughs> Well, oh. I'm curious. So for people listening who haven't seen the show, they have seven weeks left. What would you tell them to get them excited to go see the show? Uh, <laughs> I I don't even know. I our show just doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. It's like as soon as that as soon as the curtain goes up, you're on this, you're on a two hour, 45 minute, 50 minute ride yeah yeah so just prepare yourself for that and they can sing along right can they, they, sing along? they can sing. <laughs> yes who doesn't Absolutely. love that and and i mean you know i told you we have a mega mix at the end of the show and that's right. the that part of the show is just i even me to this day i'm just like we just did a whole show and now we're about to do another mini show <laughs> yeah Open minute eight minute show oh within my god the, ridiculous like, it is ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> it's fun and that's why we do it it's so fun i love yeah. it um yeah. yeah but i'm how did you find out that the show was closing like do you remember where you were like when you got the news i was standing in my kitchen uh getting yeah. ready to breakfast yep and um one of the gms called me and it was very kind. It was very sweet. Um, but he was like, how are you? And I'm like, I'm great. I'm doing okay. What's up? What you call? You know, I never get to my GM. Right. Um, and so it's one of those things of like, oh, am I in trouble? Like, did I do something I wasn't supposed to or what? Mm. Um, but very, he was very kind. He was just like, yeah, the show is going to be closing um, in August. And which is also very great because normally people hear that they're closing the week before. Right. You know, they, if that, you know, but they, they gave us, they extended grace and we're like, we just want you to, you know, do what you have to do to prepare. But in August, the show's going to be done. And I think, I think that also made me just feel a little bit more at ease versus, you know, overwhelmed and anxious because there's still time. You know, at the time he told us it was 10 weeks. And so I'm like, 10 weeks is a, a long time still. You know, right. that's not as long as we did Trevor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I, there's so much that can happen right. within the 
weeks at the theater. And so I'm like, great, I have time to save money. I have time to like create more memories, you know, with the show. And I'm grateful that we've even gotten this far, you know, considering everything with the pandemic. Right. And that's the thing, like you, you guys have had a successful show, you know, like shows don't last, you know, sometimes three months and y'all have lasted like three years kind of in and out, obviously because of the pandemic, but like, Without the pandemic, it's probably like it, it's over a year, I would say. Yeah, like you, for sure. So, I mean, that's a success on Broadway for sure. And yeah. uh, you were a part of that. So so it's awesome. It's awesome to, it. to yeah. see it. Yeah, I love seeing this show be a success because all my friends are in it. So it's like, yeah. yes, come on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's so exciting. And, of course, just Tina Turner is just like everything. So she, she deserves it. I'm ready for the Diana Ross musical to like come in right after. You know? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm so excited. No. Um, anyways, th- before I let you go, mm-hmm. you've been popping up on my TV a lot recently. And uh, <laughs> you, you've just been popping in and out of like episodes of like four TV shows in the last <laughs> year. I'm like, come on. So, I mean, we talked a little bit about it, but I'm curious for you to to talk to the people about it. You know, what is it like to, to go from this crazy eight show a week schedule and then to like TV and film where it's just like a way different vibe, change of pace. It's a new world and kind of branch of the industry, I guess. What, yeah. what is that like? Um, I don't know if I can. I don't know how to put it in words, actually. It is. It's different. It is. It's a different type of beast. Um, there's, there's a level of your attention has to be like, you have to be, you have to be attentive in theater, obviously, but you have to, there is a lot more specific specificity that has to happen. I think, um, when it comes to TV and film, um, even though you get so many opportunities to do the take, you know, if you can do the take like five different times. But like, are you still married to this character and grounded in what the choices are? Like, even if you say the line differently, does it still make sense? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like theater, but you just, you get more, you get more opportunities to do it. Um, it's a little bit more relaxed too. Yeah. Sure. Which I appreciate. I like the chillness. Yeah. I like to be like one-on-one with the director um it's a note session every single scene mm. um, which is which is beautiful right um and then you never know what it's going to look like until you see it yeah yeah Seriously. yeah do you feel like it's a different like type of acting if that makes sense i do um I, that does make sense but i don't know uh acting is acting right. <laughs> Like at, the, um, at the end of the day, you're still like telling a story and you have exactly. your actions and your, your beats and all of those things. Right. But it's more, it's more centered. I think mm-hmm. um, it's not this, it's not big. Right. Uh, it's, it's very more just like straight on um, and quieter. Um, I think, I think it can be harder because especially as a theater actor, you we're so used to being big and we're so used to using our face to tell, and it's just like, no, 
you're just having a conversation. It doesn't need to be big. Right. It doesn't have to be loud. Um, you don't have to move your face so much. You know, it's very yeah. much more contained, um, yeah. which is hard. It's hard coming if like if I were doing film acting for forever, sure. But like coming from a theater scene to do film acting is it's hard. Right. Harder sure. to tone down than tone up, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, the whole TV field, um, I feel like as theater actors as well, with the whole like tone up, tone down thing, the other difference is with theater actors, you do the story from start to from beginning to end. And yeah. like with film acting, it's hard to oftentimes you film out of order, you film and mm-hmm. and break up the the order, you know, you have like three hours in between the last scene that you just did. Yeah. And like, what was I feeling in that last exactly. scene? Exactly. You gotta keep up with it. You gotta keep up with it. What would you feel is like the what would you feel like is your way to kind of get back into that? Like how, how, what kind of practices can you, can you share for, for people listening that like, or advice or that you could give? I think it's just, I think it's just really knowing who your character is. So Mm -hmm. like you said, you know, you have this one scene, if you've, especially if you're filming out of order, if you, if they've given you a script, it's just making sure you know the script, making sure not, and I'm not just saying just being memorized, but just like knowing what's going on, knowing who these people are. And so if I am filming a scene that's, I'm filming scene 10 before I film scene one. Right. You know, making sure I know what happened in scene one, mm-hmm. like have that in the back of my head, like, okay, so this is why he's acting out or whatever, feeling this way in scene 10. So I just need to make sure yeah, that I have that information in it and I keep it so that it, it, the, the storyline can make sense right. going through. It's just like, oh, I'm going to read this scene like this. And then I get to scene one. I'm reading some another way, but it's just like, but these these are two different people that you mm-hmm. just read. You know, right. how can we make sure that it's the same person? Yeah. Auditioning for TV and film and everything has taught me the importance of reading a script. <laughs> I never used to want to read a script, but yes. that's a big mistake. So if you're auditioning for TV and film or even theater, I mean, it's yeah, always, yeah it's, it's great to know to know your the script, to know the story, to know your character, to know the little you know. As this thing yeah. goes on, you'll find like things about your character that's like oh, he seemed outgoing, but now he's shy. Or maybe he's more, um, I don't know. You find little ticks and things about your character. I was the same way. I I, I used to not love reading scripts at all. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I could not do it. I just, mostly because sometimes readings, I I fall asleep. Right. I don't ever want to do that. But um, I over the pandemic, I would get material and I had the time to read. So I would read the script. And now anytime that I get an appointment and the script is included, I'm reading it. Mm-hmm. I read it immediately. I'll read the sides if I want to do this, if I want to do the audition, I'll read the sides and I'll be like, okay, this seems great. I'll confirm it. And then I'll read the script and see, yeah. you know, what I'm getting myself into, what world am I in? And it, you know, 
it's common. I think it's common sense, but you know, like we said, you know, sometimes you don't do it. Sometimes I don't do it, but it makes a world of a difference once you read that script. Right. Like, I mean, really know that character after that. Right. And I mean, sometimes you're going to get auditions where it's like, Hey, can you film this by 10 AM tomorrow? And we're like, I'm sorry, (laughs) but. And And you just provided a script for me too. Right. Or, you know, the, yeah. it's cases like that where I'm just like, I'm not going to read the script. I'm going to just film the lines. Right. <laughs> you Hope know, for the best. especially if I'm in a show, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be able to read. Yeah. This. Come on. It's ridiculous. But yeah. um, but if it's there, they're giving you the information for a reason. So take exactly. that information, take that in, allow yourself to have that and allow yourself to welcome that if you can. Uh, but yeah. So, I mean. Jordan, this has been so wonderful. This has been so great to see you again, even though it's through a computer. Uh, and just to talk to you about your career, because I learned things that I didn't even know about you today. I was like, what? You live in Texas? What? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, seriously, I'm just so happy and so proud of the work that you've been putting in you know the past six years i mean the grind has not stopped for you and big things are ahead and i just can't wait to follow along the journey oh thank you so much eli of course yes me too and so everybody who's listening go see tina the tina turner musical if you can go see it before it closes um it's so it's so wonderful it's so brilliant and it's like one of those shows that literally you're just gonna leave smiling and just feeling good about yourself so uh everyone go check that out and go see jordan yeah thank you so much thank you of course take a bow jordan deshaun milton thank you so much for coming on the podcast i had so much fun talking to you again and catching up with you um it was it was awesome to talk to him about um you know, being on Broadway, because literally I haven't seen him before uh, the pre-pandemic world. I talked to him after he was in Bronx Tale. Um, I saw him in person and then he was going into Tina and I haven't seen him since he went into Tina. So it was cool to talk about opening a Broadway show and all the things. I hope you all learned some of that stuff and kind of have a new respect for like opening a show and what what it takes as an actor to open a show and the amount of um, energy and work it is to to open a show so if you go see a preview of a show i love going to the previews and i love seeing the performances during a preview because i know they're completely different from after the opening and um i love seeing both of those versions of the show because it's a completely different show whether they've made changes or not um so hopefully that kind of gave you some awareness on that and uh it's just awesome to talk about all of these fun things now he's like a broadway star i love it uh i knew it when he was gonna be when he was in trevor uh he was going to be in new york in no time and i'm so happy for him he deserves it all and he's literally one of the nicest people i'm sure you all kind of got that from from listening but yeah Thank you so much, and please, 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 if you haven't already, and even if you have, go back. Go see Tina, the Tina Turner, the musical. Go see uh, Jordan Sean Milton in the show, and uh, you're going to love it. And I'm excited because if you go within the next seven weeks when it closes, um, you may see me at one of those performances. So stop by and say hi. Okay, so... I said in the intro that I had a big announcement, and it was our Broadway Con guest. Now's the time that we're going to announce who our big guest for BroadwayCon is. And I want to mention, this is happening on Sunday, July 10th at 1 p.m. 
Okay, you can go on the BroadwayCon website, you can go check out all the details, go check out the hall that it's in and everything like that. Um, I'll be there once again all weekend. And I may even be doing one more live recording because I had someone reach out to me, it'd be a really cool guest. And I would be shocked if BroadwayCon says no. So um, stay tuned for another guest reveal, possibly. Um, We'll find out. Anyways, our Broadway con guest. I'm so excited. Everyone drum roll. That was my little drum roll. Um, we are going to be talking to Catherine Gallagher at Broadway con live in person. Please stop by. You may know Catherine Gallagher from um, Jagged Little Pill. You may know her from Spring Awakening. And then, of course, she's like a big TV star now. She's on you. She's on all the things. Um, she's got music. She's got TikTok. She's famous on like everything. So I'm sure you know Catherine Gallagher. Her dad is Peter Gallagher, and uh, we're going to be having a great time at BroadwayCon. We're going to be talking about Jagged Little Pill. We're going to be talking about her experience on Broadway and, and in Spring Awakening and all the fun stuff. Um, it's going to be unbelievable, unforgettable, and uh, I hope to see you all there because it's going to be super exciting. I love these live recordings, uh, mostly because there's an audience. So if if you're listening to this and you're going to BroadwayCon, please, please, please come stop by. Um, it, it, it's only good if there's an audience and if people show up. So hopefully y'all will enjoy that guest because I'm very excited. She's someone that I've wanted to have on the podcast for a very long time. Um, I'm a huge Jagged Little Pill fan, so it's very exciting for me to get her on. And uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. So please, please, please stop by and go look at the BroadwayCon website. Uh, you can go to the About and then hit Schedule. And you'll find us on Sunday in the 1 p.m. time slot where it'll have all the information. So check that out. Um, Until then, I will see you all next week, maybe even in person because kind of next week is Sunday. But I guess that's like kind of on the brink of the following week. Anyways, I maybe I'll see you next week at BroadwayCon. If not, um, at some point for Friday through Sunday, come stop by at the Broadway podcast booth or come check out the live recordings that we're doing. It's going to be unreal. I'm so, so excited, and I cannot wait to meet all of you, and it's going to be amazing. I have some really fun surprises for the event and for my recording, and uh, it's going to be awesome. So I'm very excited to meet all of you and hope that you all have a wonderful week and the safest travels if you live out of town to New York for BroadwayCon. Until then, I will see you all next week. Bye, everyone. Have a great week. For this episode's curtain call, I would like to recognize a few people who also deserve to take a bow. This podcast would not be possible without the help from Dory Berenstein, Brittany Bigelow, Katie Rosen, Alan Seals, and the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Next in line to take a bow is Kessie Tokash, who edits the audio and all the visuals for this podcast. A special thanks to patrons Brian Thompson, Pat McNamara, the listeners at PCC, as well as all of the other patrons for their continued support. If you're interested in becoming a patron, go to patreon.com slash TAB. And if you enjoyed this week's episode, don't forget to subscribe on the platform that you're currently listening to this on. Also, feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at TakeAboutPodcast. TakeAbout's logo is designed by Giselle Bustos, and the music is by Nikki Torsha and Cormac Collinon. Bye, everyone. Hope to see you next week.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.